Hello and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Ready and Newman PC does conduct conference um, Zoom sessions every week for those people who are in the zoom session you can raise your hand you'll be in a, uh, you'll be called to ask the question um Chaldi, yeah. yeah uh actually i have a question uh like right now uh i have an extension uh last extension uh of my l2 uh mm-hmm. which is going to finish on 19th march 2021 and mm-hmm. uh I still didn't get any uh, status approval or denied for my last exchange extension. So mm-hmm. I will be maxing out on 19th March 2021. And mm-hmm. uh, yesterday I filed H1B uh, in premium processing. So my mm-hmm. question is, am I eligible to stay uh, after 19 March 2021 in United States when my H1B is in process? I'm assuming that you've already been counted towards the H1B before, right? Uh, no, this is my very old H1B approved petition, which I never used. And I'll be completing seven years on L2 on this. And the H1 is like a old approved petition in lottery. And, uh, but, but let, let me understand. Did, did you said you completed seven years on L visa? L, Two visa going to complete on 21st, uh, uh, 19th March, 2021. L, L2 visa you'll be completing, sir. Yes. So that's yes. fine. That doesn't count as a H1B. So yes. you have been already counted toward the H1B number. So I don't see any problem. You're fine. You can, um, you can, you can stay in the country because your extension is still pending. Your transfer is still mm-hmm. pending. You can stay in the country. So I'm good with H1B received at this point. That is right, ma'am. Oh, and what in case of RFE, if I have RFE for a long time, can I still stay till RFE is resolved or H1 final decision is done? That is right. You can stay until the H1 final decision is come. If by any chance H1B gets denied, then mm-hmm. you have to leave at that point of time. Oh, okay. Okay. That that was my okay. big worry, actually. Yeah. Thank you very sure. much. Thank you very much. Next one, Leo. Rajesh. Rajesh hi. Uh, hi, Rahul. Thanks for the session. Uh so uh, I'm seeing that uh, in my combined application with my my wife and uh, mine for the green card, including 485, 131, and 765, we mm-hmm. have received the biometrics individually for her alone. Is that normal? Okay. I wouldn't say that it's abnormal. Um, there are situations where one spouse receives, the other spouse doesn't receive. It's not abnormal, but is it common? No, it's not common, but it's not abnormal. Is there anything that you have to worry because your wife received the biometrics? You didn't receive the biometrics? No. But I want you to do one thing, just in case, mm-hmm. if they may have 
if they may have issued a biometric say you didn't receive it one is check with your lawyer your lawyer may have uh, received the biometrics okay check with the lawyer okay. if if okay. that uh, that's the only thing but it's not it's it's not you know it's not rare we do see that um and i don't see i don't you don't have to worry, be worried at this point of time okay and also one more question is uh, i have he- heard you saying many times that for an approval of ead and uh, advanced parole biometrics is not required but no, uh, whenever it's not required. i i have asked uh, i called uscis on the delay on this uh, approval of ead or uh, advanced parole they said biometrics is a condition for ead no. but not ad- advanced parole no that's not a condition for anything because when you file the extension there's no biometrics at all biometrics is not there for a lot of eads h4 ead also there's no biometrics so that's not a condition i don't know why they are answering it you are not the first person but there are a lot of people who received ead without biometrics okay uh, one more question is is there a way that we can ask for an expedited process for uh, advance parole alone i mean if if you have a problem with ead you can always ask for the expedited processing will they honor it will they not honor it that's a different question you can always request it nothing wrong in requesting it. there are a lot of people who are requesting it sometimes you get honored sometimes you don't get honored right but my question is can we uh, ask them separately is it possible to you can ask separately? you can okay. you can ask you can ask okay all right thank next you very one. much next one please shreeja uh yes hi hello yes got shreeja yeah thank you so much for taking the question uh my issue is i'm on cpt currently and uh, mm-hmm. the was my uh, empl- i'm going to new england college on cpt and my mm-hmm. the mistake of uh, 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 writing the wrong dates in my employment authorization for my last semester and it was from october 19 to march 7 and uh, we only saw that the employment was not authorized uh on march 1st she entered the previous semester dates from october i uh, mean june to october so i basically worked illegally uh, from october to march 7th so mm-hmm. the employer is saying that it's better if i leave the country as soon as it's possible and my college is asking me to apply for reinstatement uh, i'm not sure what is the best option should i apply for reinstatement or should i just leave the country that's a tough question um can they not can do they the not data do... correct uh yes data I, correction i asked her that and she said that it is not in her hands anymore and it has to be uh, going through uscis only okay so um, do you have any other option are you married no i'm not yeah i would instead of going for the reinstatement though i would rather leave the country because especially with the new england college which is not one of the good universities mm-hmm. i don't want to mess with that university did you already did your masters before yes this is my second masters and second my second masters yeah 2022 yeah i would recommend that you leave the country and try to come back on h1b that would be ideal for you because it's messed up and that they should have done the data correction but if the DSO is telling that the data correction is over um then i would request that you know uh, i i would i would definitely have you uh, 
uh, I would recommend that you leave the country. That would be in your best interest. So should I apply for reinstatement or not? So just leave the country and try my luck with H1, that's all. Um, so they already applied for it, so should I ask them to cancel it? Did you already apply for the reinstatement? So my uh, uh, DSO said that she has uh, uh, terminated my service on March 5th, and she applied mm-hmm. for reinstatement immediately uh, on the same date. So, uh, she applied for reinstatement or you are, you, you are supposed to apply for reinstatement. Yeah. She said I've requested reinstatement and she provided me with a reinstatement I-20 and I have to complete the 539 form and send this uh, uh, other documentation. So she said, well, she when you, when you sent the I-539, that's when you applied for the reinstatement by issuing an I-20. That's not an automatic, re- that's not an application for reinstatement. She didn't apply. It's up to you. I mean, you can take a chance of reinstatement. You can take okay. a chance. I would mm-hmm. recommend not to. The reason is that you already completed your master's degree. Now you're yes. in the second master's degree. Uh, and yes. that university is not considered to be that good university. That's the reason I want you to leave the country. But if, if it's up to you, if you would, you know, if you would take a chance, it's up to you. If you take the chance and you want to come back again next time, you're going to be risking yourself. That's all. Okay. Okay. So, uh, which one is the best option for me so far? Okay. Yes. Next one, please. Yeah. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for taking my question. Uh, uh, my question is like, I have a I-140 EB2 with Jan 2013 priority date uh, filed at Nebraska Service Center. My EB3 mm-hmm. downgrade was filed in October with receipt date of 29th of October, but the service center was Texas this time in the downgrade. Um, service uh, center was what? Texas. Uh, okay. Dallas, Texas. Um, mm-hmm. Now, um, I checked with my immigration team uh, they said that, yeah, they, they can do premium processing, but they asked me to say, uh, they asked me to wait for 30 days, uh, and say that let's wait another 30 days, uh, because that, there can be chances of denial or RFP. Uh, mm-hmm. what is your experience in doing a premium processing on the downgrade when the service centers are different? They are not saying that it's going to be denied though. What they're telling you that it may be rejected though. Have we seen any rejections? Yes, we have seen rejections. Will it cause any problem for you? No. If it's rejected, what you do is that you turn around, put in the FedEx again immediately. You don't have to do anything. You get my point? Okay. So if it gets rejected, I resubmit the 140 again. No, not the 140. Your 140 is already there. That's what you told me. You resubmit the premium processing again. Oh, Okay, so I, I submit the premium processing, they reject it, I resubmit the premium processing. Right. When they reject it, they don't even take your money. They just send it back. You turn it around, switch it around, send it back again. After a couple right. of times, they will accept it. That's been okay. my, that's been my, my, uh, that's been, that's been the way that, um, that happened with a good number of cases for us. Okay. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Raju Katuka. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hi, Rahul. Uh, this is Raju. So I want to file a PAM application 
but uh, my former employer no longer exists so what should i do i worked with them for one year in the initial you want, you, what, what do you want to file you said uh, perma application i140 oh your uh, so your previous employer does not exist right um, so what you're what you're saying is that you have doubt whether you are going to get the pre- uh, experience letters or not of course you are not going to get the experience letters there are some alternatives for experience letters though um there are you can provide them the w2s you can put, if you have any colleagues that work with them you can get an affidavit from them there are some nice articles written on experience letter for the i140 purposes especially under these circumstances i want you to go to immigration girl girl.com and there are two or three articles specially on this one i want you to read that article it will guide you if you don't get the experience letter what are the steps that are needed yeah so i was on initial opt uh, i did not work i was on a training period that time so that's the problem but if your training period then it doesn't count as it doesn't constitute as a work so you don't need work experience specially to file a perm application you can even go without experience also you can file a perm application okay so, so i i have the letter but there is no one to respond if i have a query in the audit or something so that contact is no more available now that's fine as a, long as as long as it's a genuine letter that has been issued if there is no contact there's nothing wrong with it if you have worked for that company i don't see anything wrong with it yeah sure because like i have a proof that i have applied opt through them and opt extension through them i983 forms yeah. yeah if you have if you have if you have if you have the letter and you have worked there use it i mean if the company doesn't exist that's fine let them go and check it out yes company existed at the time and they gave the letter now they don't exist that happens with most of the businesses i mean look at the s&p 500 every 6 7 years everything changes there nothing wrong with it okay okay yeah sure yeah thank you hi rahul yes sir yes um, so i'm in india because i have to attend the visa interview for my h1 approval which i got without an i94 and since i lost the uh, job actually during the covid so since i don't have job so it's technically not possible to attend the interview but um, i'm actually searching for new job um, so the people when i'm searching uh, the people are asking me to do a transfer on to their company uh, the h1 mm-hmm. is it a good mm-hmm. option or good possibility to do the transfer at this moment because i'm already stuck with the interview and you know the uh, visa thing first is that if you don't have a job I don't want you to go for the interview though. You yeah, should I'm not, not go going. for the interview. I'm not going. Yeah. Yeah. Second aspect is that previously I have said many times that people that uh, technically you're not counted towards the H1B number right now. So you have to go through the lottery system. The only exception is that if you can have your existing company file another H1B with an other end client, you have a good possibility of coming back. Oh okay okay so it's better not move from my existing company just do an amendment right. get a job and do an amendment that is the only option i have that is, that yes because you're not technically counted towards the h1b number mm-hmm. um that's the, that's the best and and why did you got the consul processing were you on the day one cpt uh, no no it's not about cpt i i um 
I have applied and it took more than a year for the processing to happen. Finally, because it was the Vermont Service Center, which had lot delays. And finally, my employer did an amendment because I changed the client at that moment. And he did an amendment and applied it in Nebraska Service Center. And they immediately, uh, in a, in an, um, what do you say, premium processing. Why? And they, they why immediately you... provided the approval, but they didn't provide the I-94. Why? Um, I don't know, because uh, my employer immediately said that I have to leave the country because my I-94 is not uh, extended. And uh, okay. similarly, uh, on the same note, I lost the job. Uh, just that, It's just then COVID started. I'm surprised why you did not get the I-94. I don't know why um, you didn't do premium processing either. Uh, will they provide a reason why they didn't give I-94? They have to give a reason. If you have applied for the for the change of status, though, they have to give a reason. I'm no, it is it. actually uh, extension of stay. Because I extension of H one B. Yeah, extension of H one B. Right. Well, then, uh, well, uh, okay. I thought it was the first time you are getting H one B. Then no, you are no, already counted. Yeah, so I am already counted toward H one B. You can go with any company. You don't have to go with this company that filed the H one B. I thought this is something constant processing because of the CPT. No, absolutely. Oh no, no, you can no, go. Not CPT. Any, yeah. you, you can you can join. Any company, and they can but, file a H-1B for you. But uh, can I use the existing H-1, which I didn't yet get an approval on the visa, and just to transfer it to another company and uh, take their H-1? You don't, you don't, you don't, it doesn't matter. Once you are counted towards the H-1B number, mm-hmm. you don't have to be counted towards the H-1B number for your entire life unless you have completed the six years and you don't have an I-94, uh, I-140. So you no, can I, ignore... Yeah, I you have can to ignore this H one B. Yes, yes, I have completed and you, six and, years. And you have an I, and you have an I one forty approval for more than six right. months. So yeah. you, it doesn't matter whether right now, two years down the line, ten years down the line, you mm-hmm. can come with any company at any time mm-hmm. on H one B. Oh, okay, okay. You're not and use the same I one forty and um, come on. That's it. H1. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Sorry right. about that. I got. A little bit no, actually, my bad. I should oh. have informed you that I'm not the CPT guy because I've been there in the US for close to okay. 10 years. No now. problem. No problem. Yeah. Thank, Thank you very much. I appreciate you, it. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, Rahul. Um, so, a couple of dates here. Uh, mm-hmm. Company one applied for H1, H4 EAD, H1, mm-hmm. H4, and H4 EAD uh, mm-hmm. on June 20, uh, January 2020. Uh, mm-hmm. Company two, there was a transfer during uh, June for June first week. Again, applied mm-hmm. for H one, H four, and H four EAD. Company, why after while we were transferring, we got uh, we got an uh, RFE for company one while we were about mm-hmm. to transfer to company two. Company one mm-hmm. didn't respond to RFE, but mm-hmm. we when, we received when did approved H one. Okay, when did the I-90, okay, we, you received H-1 approval, sorry. So we received company one H-1 approval, H-4 approval in November. And mm-hmm. we immediately received company two H-1 approval in November last week during Thanksgiving. Okay. So uh, now company one H-4 EAD, we got an RFE first March 2021. Company two H four biometrics have not been received yet. No biometric uh, uh, appointment yet. 
What was the RFU and EAD? What is the RFU and EAD? Uh, they are just, they just want us to submit the latest H4 and let the latest uh, H1B and whatever. So, you, so company two's com, company two H1B is already approved, is right? Yes. Okay, submit your current H4 that you mm-hmm. filed it along with company one's H1B. That is good enough. Okay. You don't need another H4 approval from company two. Okay. Now, one of the one of the glitch here is um so the company one h1 was approved in october october mm-hmm. november time frame but mm-hmm. that h4 and uh, h1 were approved till december december so, of which year last year so we got two months ah. uh, on but ah. h1 approval h1 approval for company two that we received in november is still 2023 so I will submit this. I will submit the H4 receipt notice. I will submit okay. the H1B, H1B approval. I will submit okay. the pay stubs from company two for your husband and tell them okay. to adjudicate the EAD. Okay. And okay. now my question is com- company two H4, I haven't received biometrics. Would this help expedite my case for company two? Which one will expedite? So now currently the EAD RFE that we got is for company one RFE. One, I got it. I got it. What is your question? Can you repeat it? So my, for company two, my case is uh, H4 case is pending since June last year, June 2020. Mm -hmm. Would replying to RFE from company one, which had biometrics and H4 approval, uh, Help my case, which was for company two, which was submitted in June 2020. No, no, it does not. Okay. Okay. No problem. Okay. But Thank it's, you. it's better to, better to apply, uh, better to reply to RFE, right? Yeah. You never know. They may approve your EAD all the way until your husband's H4, H1B is expiring. Who knows? Okay. Uh, and, I don't. Okay. I, and, Just a quick question. Yeah. Go ahead. That's it. Go ahead, respond to it, ma'am. It's good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hi. Uh, this is Sindhu and uh, Bharat. We do have a question. So both of us, now if we go to India, we'll have to do stamping. Mm-hmm. So uh, now is it actually recommended to go at this time? We don't. Uh, I'll have to get H1 stamping and my wife will have to get H4 stamping. Well, you know, if you go to a, uh, if you go to a, a doctor and you tell a doctor, I want to eat chicken fried every time, every day. I want to eat chicken fried every time, every day. I mean, three times. What would the doctor tell? No, no. don't do it. Stupid. Yeah, that's what he would say. I'm, I won't call the word stupid though. What my doctor calls me <laughs> stupid. When I say, can I take all call? He said, stupid, don't do it. That's the exact word he used for me. So now my answer to you is the same thing. I mean, as an immigration lawyer, my duty towards you is that I want you to keep safe. To keep safe, don't go. I mean, there is pandemic going on. There are things going on. Uh, you never know. Are, do you have a direct uh, end client or you're doing a consulting company? Uh I work full time, so like um, 
So yeah, uh, st- yeah, still I would recommend to wait until this pandemic is over before you travel. Okay, that's my recommendation. Uh, what if like I don't travel, but my wife goes and wife goes for stamping, but I haven't gone for stamp. Mine is not stamped, right? Will it affect Technic- her? Technically, she can still get the stamping, even though you did not get the stamping. Legally, okay. she's allowed to. Okay. 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 But, Next person, uh, please. But like right so, now, it's not recommended, right? I wouldn't recommend any time. It's just like the way. I mean, you go to a doctor and say, I'm going to eat chicken fried. No, he says, no, eat grilled chicken, he would say. No, I like chicken fried. No, he still say the same thing. I will never change my thing and okay. advise you. It's your risk that when you when you are going there, you're risking. Every time yeah. I ask him, can I eat chicken fried? He says, eat grilled chicken. That's what he says. Same thing. Don't go to consulate if you don't have to. So, and uh, do we know when the OFC uh, appointments are going to be, when, when will the consulate they're open, open? Right now. they're opening. They're open right now. They're open. Uh, especially we see in May, they're open right now. You have to keep May. checking okay. though. Yeah, you have to okay. keep checking. Okay, okay. Thank you. Next caller, please. Padma? Hello. Hey. Uh, yes. Uh, I have a couple of questions uh, my, for my wife. Uh, she is currently on H4 and she's working on H4 EAD. And right now, uh, she traveled to India on a vacation and uh, she's planning to return back in the next couple of months. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. uh, her employer is planning to file a H1. And mm-hmm. my H1 uh, is expiring in September. So my employer is also going to pla- uh, extend my H1 filing file the mm-hmm. extension as well. So is it mm-hmm. going to be any problem like parallelly her H4 extension is being applied, H4ED is, is being applied, and then her employer is filing a H1 for her? No problem, sir. Absolutely no problem. She telling that this guy is my husband, that is what I want to be working with. That company is absolutely no problem. She's good. Okay. So one more question. Do you suggest... Uh, I mean, like if she's not traveling till September, right? Can she file the consular processing? Is it a best, best option or, uh, uh, is it best option to come on? She will be coming, then? she will be coming before June 30th to this countries, right? Uh, I'm not pretty sure. Is it mandatory that she has to be there? Yeah, because if she's filing for a change of status application, she has to be in the country at the time when she's filing an application. Okay, that should be June 30th. Because if she's selected in the lottery, June 30th is the last date that she can file the H-1B application. Okay, got it, got it. Okay. Or if she can go for an option of consular processing as well, right? I do not like the consular processing. The reason is that technically, if the H-1B is approved in the consular processing, that means that you still are not counted towards the H-1B. You have to either get the stamping or get the I-94. So I don't like this consular processing because it's a two-step H-1B process as compared to one-step H-1B process. Okay. Okay. And uh, uh, she has one more question, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Rahul. Uh, thank you. Uh, I have recently applied for Dropbox uh, and it got approved. So since mm-hmm. my uh, husband will be applying for his extension, H-1 extension, I 
Yeah, absolutely you can. Okay, so absolutely. Not required, but, uh, since I did not travel after my uh, last no, previous drop off. No, no, that, that's that's not a requirement for the drop box. It's not. Okay, so I can apply. Yes. Okay. Thank yes. you, thank you, Ravi. Ravi. Next. Yes, Ravi, hi. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Hi. My my name is Ravi. Thanks, Rahul. Um, so, uh, I have a question about 485. My, uh, attorney applied, uh, for the first, uh, on October 28th, they applied it. Uh, USC is received on 29. Uh, they thought they put a wrong check, uh, and then they refiled my, uh, I-485 on uh, November 5th again. But, uh, later I, when I received the receipt copy, it said, uh, the correct payments are received and they have verified the wrong checks were not cashed and they realized somebody has corrected the check. So now the question is, I received the biometrics for both the applications at the same date, same time. Uh, is, is there any issue with that? Or do no, I need to withdraw go. any of the applications? Yeah. No, don't withdraw anything. Don't withdraw anything. Go for both the things. We'll see later okay. on if they would cancel one of it. Uh, that's fine. I would not withdraw one of it. I would not okay. withdraw. I would just go. You paid the money. Go for it. Okay. Uh Will they ask me to withdraw or they will, with, I mean, they will uh, deny one of them? Um, at, at, at one point of time, though, when they're about to give the green card, normally the officer will request us when you go for the interview. Hey, buddy, I'm going to approve this one, but why don't you withdraw this one? Okay, I'll withdraw this one and then approve this one. That happens. Sometimes what, I, what we see is that they approve it and they deny the second one. Either way, it's, it doesn't harm you. Okay, uh, another question on the biometric. So I know that I've been uh, following uh, your um, conference call and your uh, Facebook live uh, events. And you said that uh, EAD does not require biometric. In my biometric, yeah. I got both the uh, 485 and uh, EAD numbers are listed and the barcodes as well. Uh, so just one, wondering if that is required or not because I was waiting for you. No. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not because there are a lot of EADs that are approving without, without the, but anyway, you got the biometric, so you don't have to worry about it. Right. So you're good. Okay, let's go to the last caller today. It's about 12.03 p.m. Uh, Shri Kodisevi. Hi, uh, hi Rahul. Um, so uh, my question is that I'm currently in H4 with EAD and my mm-hmm. employer is planning to uh, apply for H1B through lottery this month, uh, but my passport expires in coming September and mm-hmm. uh, I am process of applying for a new one so i want to know if i could go into the lottery with my current passport and update it later your passport should be valid at the time when you're filing the h1b if you're selected in the lottery you will be filing the case h1b case before june 30th of 2021 so your passport is valid on that there is no reason that the passport has to be valid afterwards it's fine you're fine you don't need to update anything. You're fine. You should be getting the H-1B approval for the period of time that you're requesting if you're eligible for it. it ha- right. Passport has to be valid on the day you're filing. Got it. Uh, and um, so I guess at some point I need to update the passport number, right? Uh, so Why? What Why? Would, Why? Yeah. Who's asking what, you? Um, uh, Who's my asking employer? you? Uh, my employer. Uh, um, so no, the, you don't need. There is no updating of the passport number anywhere. You don't need that. 
Okay, okay. So, uh, it's just that my uh, I understand that my I ninety four expires with my passport in September. So, not true I... at not true at all. Those things only happen if you were traveling from outside the country and coming into the country. Sometimes, not all the times, they issue a I ninety four based on the passport validity. But that is not true if you are filing a H-1B in United States that your I-94 should expire on the day of your passport is not true at all. Okay, so if I don't get selected in the lottery, my I-94 would expire in September, right? No, no. When is your I-94 expiring right now? Uh, it's in September. So I, I have my H-4 is valid until next year, March. But my, since my did passport... You, did you travel outside the country and came back in? Uh, yeah, yeah, last year I did. See, that's when you are expiring in September. Right, yeah. Okay, did you got the H-4 approval in United States or uh, you yeah. use your husband's H-1B uh, to get the stamping? Um, I did a change of state. I was in F-1, so I did a change of status from the United States. And that's then when I you got to... until, yeah, that's when you got, got until March of 2022, is that right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Look, your passport is expiring in September. They gave it until March because that's when your husband's H-1B is expiring. You see yes. my point? Uh, but I traveled to India in between, so they uh, changed my identity. Yeah, that's where only when you travel, though, sometimes they do that. When you are in the United States, it doesn't matter when your passport expires. It only matters that the passport validity has to be correct. Okay. Okay? Got it. Okay, got it. Got it. Thank you. Okay, then. Thank you guys for coming in. The next conference call will be, uh, uh, next Zoom call will be tomorrow at 4.30. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.